Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, an award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, top 100 course in the country. Great place to uh, check out the sportsbook, play some great golf, and don't forget to hit Philip M's, the uh, outstanding steakhouse, great wine list, and bourbon selection at Philip M's at Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. We want to welcome in Las Vegas. See, Jason, I grew up with it as Oakland uh, for years and years and years. So Las Vegas Raiders broadcaster Lincoln Kennedy, who played a long time in the NFL and now has gotten into broadcasting. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Lincoln, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Good good morning. Yeah, I grew up with it in Oakland and played in Oakland, so I know it as the Oakland Raiders as well, but good morning. Glad to be with you. Did, so when it happened, and because you've been you know, a part of the media broadcast team right. and you're always talking about the NFL and the Raiders, how long did it take you to not say Oakland and, and say Las Vegas or Vegas? It actually took me longer to say Los Angeles Chargers rather than San Diego, <laughs> if that makes any sense. But the, the truth of the matter is that, um, you know, look, I remember when the great Al Davis, may rest in peace, was alive. and We had conversations. I had always heard stories and talked to him about how he wanted to put a team in Vegas. That was his vision. And when Mark made it happen, I just thought it was a tremendous reality. More important, look, my I, I have a heartfelt setting towards Oakland. The people were good to me. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't see anything wrong with it, but at the same point, this is a business sure. and that's what I've tried to stress to everybody. This is a business. And when you are in a business, you're in a business for making money. If Oakland couldn't get it done and you've seen how that, that for, for that city, everything is falling apart and dissolved so quickly, especially around sports, you know, you, you have to go where the business takes you. And, and, and of course there's a lot of heartfelt fans that were left in Oakland and that still have a little bit of a bitter taste towards the team's departure, but you know, Oakland had its chance to keep them. I was there. I was affiliated with the organization for over a decade or two decades uh, when we first came back to Oakland. Just couldn't get it done. So I feel bad for the city, but I'm happy for the Raiders because they have a beautiful situation in Vegas from their facility to Allegiant Stadium. It's just been wonderful, a, a way to look up and be proud of. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's funny, Lincoln. I was out there um, for the NFL draft two years ago when Vegas mm-hmm. hosted it, and and we did a show out there and all that. Yeah. And first of all, uh, the crowd was amazing and I didn't get to go in your stadium, but drove Uh by it, walked by it and looked amazing. And I think it's a great move 
lots of excitement. And um, in my opinion, it looks like with the way the year closed out, uh, the future could be bright for the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, 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 we certainly hope so. I mean, and I think that's a way for, uh, you know, look, the Raider Nation is strong no matter where it goes. It's been world, worldwide. It's a very popular um, brand. Um, so it will, you know, pick up, especially if the team starts able starts winning again. More importantly, from Mark Davis' standpoint, he wants to make the, you know, a truly formidable place to play. The only way that happens is the team's got to win games. So I'm hoping that it looks up and up for them. But, look, the, the greatest thing I think about Allegiant, um, is it's all the Raiders. It's it belongs to the Raiders. They didn't have that luxury when they were in Los Angeles. They had to share it with uh, you know USC, who were the bigger you know sort of draw even back then after the Raiders bought Super Bowls. They didn't have their own stadium. They didn't have their own stadium in Oakland. We had to share it with the A's. I remember playing on those infield uh, you know dirt uh, many times in, in, in games that I played during the season. So this is the first place that the Raiders organization since its inception back in 1960 has had their own home, and it's only Raiders. You walk through Allegiant Stadium, it is a tribute to the Raiders, the organization, to the brand, and that bodes well for them. But they just have to start backing it up by winning it to make it really a, a true, truly hostile place for visiting teams. No doubt. Lincoln Kennedy on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. First-round draft pick out of Washington, and then went on to have a uh, hell of a career in the NFL and now Thank in you. media and broadcasting. Um, and of course with Raiders, uh, Raider nation radio, among other things. Okay. I got to talk Don James before we get back into the NFL. Um, he's one of the most underrated, but greatest coaches of all time. He was Nick Saban's mentor. What uh, he's known as an excellent coach technician and developer of players. Uh, Mm -hmm. what was it like to play for him? Lincoln. Really different. You know, I have the utmost respect for Coach James and, and his memory. May he rest in heaven as well. Um, he was a man of integrity that I really thought highly of. But his approach was in very was very different than I was accustomed to. I only started playing sports when I was in, in high school. Um, and then I was able to, to go on and, and in college and get a degree and stuff like that and have fortunes from afterwards. But I didn't have the, a lot of experience playing sports. But what stood out to me about Coach James' sort of perspective and the way he handled things is that he would coach the coaches to coach the players. And he wasn't a big guy by any, by any means of you know, stature. Um, but, I mean, more bigger in stature than he was in physical size. But he was one of the more intimidating guys I've ever been around because if he talked to you, you either did something wrong. <laughs> it's like going to the principal's office and all the Myers that came with that. But if he talked to you or talked towards you, you either did something wrong or or it was something of uh, because you know he doesn't he didn't go to his, his, the the underclassmen he would deal with the seniors he would deal with the coaches who dealt with the players and that's how he ran his ship it was very different but it worked wow well you know Nick Saban among others have talked about how great a coach he was and yeah. um, he had a heck of a run out there in in Washington so you didn't play you didn't really start playing sports and I mean. Lots of guys who stay in it, you know, they pick up a ball or start playing at five or six years old and so on. <laughs> you didn't really get into sports until high school, Lincoln? No, that's that's exactly right. My story is, is I didn't start playing football until I was in 10th grade. And the reason why I came about is that my high school coach, I was, in, I was a band geek. And my, my high school coach saw me playing in the halftime show in ninth grade, came up to me and said, what grade are you? And I said, ninth grade. He said, you're coming out for football next year. I'm like, okay, the rest is history. <laughs> Okay, so you're 
you're in ninth grade, you go out. Did you like, um, so you're in the band, you're doing other things. Yeah. Did you, yeah. did you like football from the jump or was it something that you had to like play for a while and go, okay, I like, I like this or love it. Oh no, I didn't know. It was, <laughs> it was very tumultuous to begin with. First of all, I, I wore size 17 in high school. They couldn't find any cleats to fit me. My first couple of JV games, I was playing in, in street basketball shoes. Um, uh, that was first and foremost. Um, secondly, um, and then getting a helmet, my head was huge. I had to go to the Chargers to get a helmet, I think it was, uh, to, to be able to play. So it didn't start off well. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was, in, I was very awkward. I was very clumsy. I had grown uh, a number of itches in high school. You know, I had max uh, growth spurt in high school. And so my knees were always bothering me. I had aches and pains. But I was up for the challenge. I wanted to, I, I thought the challenge was cool in front of me, just like it was when I learned the trumpet in third grade. There was a challenge there. There was a challenge behind sports. And so I was introduced to a whole new world being an athlete but, uh, rather than a music guy. And um, it, it just, it, 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 I embraced it. I, I took it on. I was like, oh, this is, this is cool. Let's see if we can make the best of it. And my high school coach was my biggest, you know, motivator and backer because he was like, look, you got some potential. If you can follow this through, there might be great opportunities wow. to get out of here and maybe get an education and do something forward. And like I said, the rest is history. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I used before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dang, you get to go to an outstanding university, play a long time in the NFL, and now have an awesome broadcasting media career because of, ah, okay, all right, Uh, Lincoln Kennedy, uh, NFL (laughs) player, um, first round draft pick, played for Don James at Washington. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. All right, you've done a lot of things in media. I want to know, do you like, uh, do you like hosting a show the best? Do you like being a... um, color analyst you've done nascar on the track which yeah. <laughs> which piece yeah. of the puzzle is your favorite lincoln you know it, it's it's really a, a a total story you know going into the broadcasting i had no idea i was going to do it it wasn't 
something that I, I studied or wanted to study in school, even though I have a minor in, in communications. I mean, I originally went to Washington because I wanted to be a litigator. I was thinking of being a lawyer. But I realized all the political science courses um, that I was supposed to take were offered in the afternoon only. And Coach James wasn't going to let me miss practice, so I had to find another venue to go in. So that's why I went into the yards for the minor in communications. That being said, fast forward, when I got out of the game, I had no idea I was going to go into broadcasting. Um, I was invited to the New York, to the NFL Network, where I worked my first two years, and I got my feet wet in the broadcasting game from that. But to me, it got a little bit boring because we were talking about football four days a week, year-round. And there's only so many conversations you could have when Brett Favre is going to retire to where it doesn't become nauseating. You know what I mean? We talk about this again, but it was what it was at the time. I went into Fox Sports Radio as a as a, uh, a radio host, and that was a challenge for me because I had to learn about other sports I wasn't really versed in. I had to learn about baseball. I had to learn about tennis, NASCAR, as you mentioned. I mean, these are all things that I was exposed to that I, I don't know if I would have been exposed to if it wasn't for the broadcasting business. Um, but to answer your question, I, I really like my gig now as a color commentator, both for college and, and professional football. Main the reason is is that all I have to do is speak on what I see. It, to me, it's it's very easy. I know the game like the back of my hand, mm-hmm. so I can tell you from a defense, you know, what a defense is playing in all twenty-two. I can tell you what a, a quarterback is looking at when he approaches the, the the line of scrimmage for the snap. I can tell you the routes that you know receivers. I know the game through and through. I uh, was a, a student of the game, so I know blocking schemes. I know defensive schemes, all that other stuff. Being a color commentator, all I have to do is speak on that, uh, and, and you speak on what you see. You don't have to, uh, you know, be creative in, in, the, in the way that you deliver it. I think that, you know, you go back to the biggest creator of the, of the industry it had to be John Madden, yeah. the innovator, who just changed things around by simplifying everything. And when I got when, – when, when Coach Madden, you know, another person, may rest in peace, all the influencers that had, influencers that had uh, influenced my life, you know, Coach told me a long time ago when I got into business – you have to develop your own voice. You can't be like everyone else. You have to develop your own voice. Those words stuck with me and resonated highly with me because it's like, dude, it's right. You know, there's only one John Madden that says, oh, the lineman pulled through and he, he knocked the linebacker and boom, stop bubble. You know, <laughs> that was incredibly creative and simplistic to where people got behind it. And so I started learning how to explain the game and simplify the game especially over radio, because we don't always have the ability with picture to decipher and to, to showcase what you're doing. So through radio, you have to be as simple as, simple as possible in the layman's term for everybody to understand it, because I would want the housewife who's driving her kids home from practice to turn on the game and be able to follow the game and understand the game, even if they're not that well-versed in the sport itself. Right. Wow. All right. Uh, Lincoln Kennedy, first round pick out of Washington, played for the Falcons and the Raiders on the Out of Bounds show. Do you know how blessed and lucky you are to have been able to meet John Madden and and talk to him? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I you know it's one of the great things about being being affiliated with a great organization, uh, and that is the Raiders. Uh, and look, you know, um, Al Davis brought me over to the Raiders. I was incredibly gracious and grateful for that. Um, the opportunity, second opportunity to sort of revitalize my career after people had written me off with my time with the Falcons. And I fell in love with the organization. I fell in love with the family that is the Raiders. I fell in love with the Raider Nation. All that being said, all the great athletes and all the great people, the influencers um, that, that, that walk through those doors or, or grace the silver and black, that shield, uh, I'm, I'm totally, you know, floored for the fact that I had a chance to be around them. Willie wow. Brown. 
you know, the late the late Carl Weathers, who just passed away this past week. You know, I, uh, he's one of the reasons that kind of got me, one of the guys that kind of got me in Hollywood. May he rest in peace. But, you know, Jim Otto, Pops, you know, Freddie Belitnikoff, all the great ones. And then carrying the torch on the next generation, playing with guys like Tim Brown and Jerry Rice and Rich Gannon, and then, you know, passing the torch on to the younger generations that come behind me. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to stay affiliated with the Raiders, because I wanted to, to sort of pass that torch from what uh, Coach Flores was doing before me and with me for a few years as he was a color commentator with Greg Papa back in Oakland. You know, Jason Horowitz and I are now carrying on that torch to the Raiders family and the Raiders broadcast to try to make it and keep it as strong as it ever uh, has ever been. Wow. Raiders color analyst Lincoln Kennedy on the Out of Bounds show. So you knew, look, I'm I'm fifty. I just turned fifty in November, so we're around the uh-huh. same age. And when yeah. I saw the first Rocky, I freaked out in the movie theater. Yeah. And yeah. then I went to all the others. So you knew Carl Weathers, or you met him? Yes, yes, I knew Carl Weathers. Wow, good man, he was. And you have to share a little quick story about it. And he was one of the reasons why I dibbled and dabbled in, in acting when I first got to Los Angeles with the NFL Network. He was one of the main causes that helped influence and get me into that, get me through the doors. Uh, he was telling me about typecasting and how it's going to go and how you have, you have to be in, a, in, in L.A. And just sort of the things that you, the, the sort of conversations that you need to have with directors and producers and casting agents when you're looking for roles. Because let's face it, if you know anything about Hollywood, you know they're not as tall as six foot seven. There's not too many stars walking around <laughs> that are six foot seven that do not get typecasted as either some villain, some stud soldier or, or some athlete, you know what I mean? So there, there's a time where you've got to try to be uh, dramatic, but of course there's a time where you've got to get in line and fill, fill your place because it's just a, it's just the way it is. Uh, I got to, I got to mention San Diego. So yeah. I, I'm a kid, I'm about 10 years old, somewhere around 1984 mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because you're from San Diego and yeah. the chargers and the dolphins play Lincoln. And I fall in love with Eric Coriel, with Dan yeah. Fouts and with right. Kellen's, Kellen Winslow Sr. and that whole crew and just Coriel to me was so innovative and unbelievable on offense. And that made me a Chargers fan as a kid that game. You know, I I wish I had the similar experience, especially living in San Diego. I would have loved to have the the civic pride. But unfortunately, I was not that versed in sports at that time. You know, when you, you talk about 1984, you talk about that year. That was my first year of high school. So I'm 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 listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire in Chicago and ah, trying to mimic your September. Company. Yes, exactly, exactly. See, that's what I was into. I wasn't into sports, uh, but I would say this: um, going back, and and if and, you know, people always ask, "What was your favorite team growing up?" I would have to say that I was in a house divided. My father, you know, I was born in Central Pennsylvania, a small city called York, and my family was divided pretty much equally on both sides. We had half Pittsburgh Steelers fans half Philadelphia Eagle fans. Well, I didn't like any of those. I didn't like the fact that my dad was a Steeler fan. I didn't necessarily, I was like, oh, Steelers, whatever. Ugly. But growing up, I was really into Westerns. I wanted to be a cowboy. That was my fan. That was my, and so my favorite, and my favorite color is blue. It just made sense when I saw the Steelers versus the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. My dad was chilling for the Steelers. I was cheering for the team in blue. Oh, I like the Cowboys. I want to be a cowboy. So that became my favorite team. And then with that being said, it carried on because when I started watching sports, the first thing I did was tune into Cowboy games. And I was watching who later became the, you know, my inspiration is, um, is Ed Tuttle Jones. Yes. wore number 72 from the Cowboys. That's why I wore number 72. Uh, That was my inspiration. He was the one who who sort of 
got more involved in it once I started playing it. Okay. Well, I'm a Mississippi State alum, and I'm biased towards Dak Prescott. I, I know his, the, the, the season <laughs> didn't end like they wanted, but I think he has right. done a hell of a job there. And um, yeah. he's a great story. He turned Mississippi State um, or, or took them to a level that they had never experienced. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. and I think he's, uh, you know, he's under the spotlight. All these guys, are, all of y'all are. Oh, man, no, it's, it's huge. It's, it's, bigger, it's a bigger spotlight depending on what team you're talking about. That's it's right. Like for the Yankees. That's right. Or, or, or you know what I mean? It, it's just, it, just, it comes with the territory. And, and it's not easy. It's not an easy life because I've been in it. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're picked. There is so much pressure that you feel on your shoulders to perform and to win. And, you know, when it comes to the Cowboys, it does not matter what situation they're in. I've often said on my radio broadcasts and various mediums, every year the Cowboys are in a conversation, good, bad, or indifferent. It comes with the territory. It's like the Yankees. You know, it's good for the sport, um, you know, when, when they're in it. You know, every year you see people talking basketball about the New York Knicks. Whether the New York Knicks are relevant or not, it's good for basketball. They're a big bro, you know, it's a big draw. So same thing goes for the Cowboys. Walter Payton, man of the year. He's an outstanding young man. Well, Lincoln, yes. um, this has been a treat. And uh congratulations, uh, Lincoln Thank Kennedy you. on the out of bounds show <laughs> on your career, uh, both on the field, but more importantly off the field. Um and, I appreciate that. You know, I know you're having a blast. We're all lucky to be able to be in and sports media and sports marketing yeah. and it's just so much fun and everything. So and hey, I think it's great that the Raiders in, in Las Vegas, we had a great time at the at the draft um about a year and a half ago or almost two years ago. That's cool. And it was it was wild and fun and watching all of Raiders Nation go nuts. So I uh, yeah. hope you have a great <laughs> week. Thank you so much Thank you. for uh for stopping by today and maybe we can catch up again soon. Would love that. I think I appreciate you having me on and good luck to you and your broadcast and everything. Thanks, Lincoln. Take care. Lincoln Kennedy on the Out of Bounds show. First round pick out of Washington. Played for the Falcons and the Raiders. Now, color analyst, he's done it all um, in media. And when you're tied in with the team, I can't tell you how big that is. Uh, you know, when you're part of the Raiders or the Cowboys or the Saints or the Broncos broadcasting team, um, big time. So that was great, Jason. Good job. He's his. I could have kept him on. I wasn't sure about his schedule. I could have. I could have interviewed him another thirty minutes to an hour. I mean, I started. Jo- yeah. Once I fit, you know, we're around the same age. I could have gone on and on. We may have to have him on in a few, like the summer before he gets crazy. No doubt. He's got to tell some more stories. I mean, he just casually drops John Madden and Carl Weathers. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I know John Madden. I know Carl Weathers. Um. He knows, you know, Marcus Allen. I mean, I loved Marcus Allen. He's running back for the Raiders when I was growing up, number 32. Um, just, heck, the Raiders won it in 82 when I was a kid with Jim Plunkett and Mar- 82, 83 over the Eagles and Ron Jaworski, Jaws. I don't Jaws on uh-huh. ESPN for years. Yeah. Jaws was the QB for um, the Eagles. And Jim Plunkett was the QB for the Raiders, Oakland Raiders. Mm. He played at Stanford. I think both his parents were deaf. It was an incredible story. Wow. Yes. Pretty sure he played at Stanford. Tom Flores was the head coach, and they won it right there in 82-83. Uh, Jim Plunkett and the Raiders against Jaws and the, uh, and the Eagles. All right, you're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone.
Brought to you by Eye Care Professionals and Dr. Kirk Jeffries. If you need cataract surgery, you want to go to Eye Care Professionals and Dr. Kirk Jeffries.